folks. Welcome to an episode of The Art Tenders with Mac and Dan. I am Dan. He is Mac. Howdy. We have a lot to get to already, so let's just hit the ground running. Before we start our episode, we need to uh, get some things out on the docket. Two big things. We're getting One. married. One. We are initiating what's called a sleeper pick. What's a sleeper pick? Well, a sleeper pick is for uh, items that we want to eventually review, but they're kind of a little bit too long for us to do on a semi-weekly basis. So we're just like, hey, let's kind of like work on this slowly. And whenever we're both finished with this uh, item, that is when we will review it. So I selected the video game called The Outer Wilds. I believe it came out in like 2020 or 2019 around there not too long ago uh fairly recent fairly uh well reviewed as well and i don't know uh i haven't played it yet you haven't played it yet but, we both, it, yeah. but we both downloaded it and we're both going to see uh eventually what it's uh, all about and we'll whenever pick away at it, yeah. yeah and whenever we're ready to review it we will and yeah. then that'll be after that max selection and etc etc now as is the show Yes, but now to uh, affect us more on a regular basis, uh, we talked about it briefly the past two episodes about something called penalty points is what we're formally going to announce it as. Now, whenever we make uh, these sort of penalties, uh, Mac, you and me, uh, there's a penalty point added to our respective counter. And then after 10 episodes, whoever has the highest amount of points against them must go and uh, get an outfit from Party City that is selected, I believe, by the other person. We'll get into the more gritty details of that. I already know exactly what I'm picking for you. Okay, well, that's great. Um, <laughs> so to briefly go over the points that we have agreed on, uh, and this is, for the most part, only you know active when the other person catches uh, the person uh, committing the foul. So, plus one point if you get a name wrong. So, if you say a name wrong and I catch you like Billy Donovan uh, when you met yes. Billy Corbin. Yes, Billy Donovan, coach that would of be the plus Pacers, one. right? Yeah. What? Coach of the Pacers, right? No, the Bulls. Bulls, that's what it was. Christ. I mean, I will let that this one slide. That wasn't one of the fine. I'm just saying. That was a big okay. mistake. Big mistake. Billy Don, big mistake. It's true. Now, plus five if you kill someone. So, let's say I say uh, Jimmy Buffett kicked the bucket two days ago. That's not true. Not that I know of. Um, number one, another plus one is if you hit the microphone, we like to do that. Wait, so in that way, should we bring someone, uh, should it be a fine to bring someone back to life? A fine to bring someone back to life? Yeah, let's say that Jimmy Buffett actually died and we just said that he was alive. Oh, we're going to have to discuss that. That's something to like <laughs> culminate and think about. Yeah, I think that's a little less egregious than yeah, killing th- somebody who's I think alive. so, I think so. Yeah. Uh, plus one, if you hit the mic, plus one, if you cough, sneeze, uh, snort, um, clear your throat directly into the microphone. Burp. The microphone, yes. If the microphone catches it, like, fine, it happens. But, like, if the active effort is made to turn away and uh, avoid the microphone, by all means, that is a-okay. Um, plus one is a uh, bad mistake that needs to be addressed in the next episode. Yeah. Uh, we'll address one that, you know, we'll say for this episode and how it relates to Dark, but uh, we won't count that as a penalty. Uh, it's against you, boy. No, I... I know, I know. Plus, I'm two, often the the one that's going to be getting the the mistakes and corrections. I, I I'm fully aware of that. But but we but who knows? Who knows? Hey, but now that's the world is our oyster. That's yes, exactly right. It's it's all up for grabs. Yes, and then plus two because of course this is uh you know more egregious than uh, getting a name wrong or anything like that. Uh, is when you disrespect the show. So for I example, mean, instead of saying I have a uh instead of saying I have a sizzle serve, you say I have a hot take, and that's just not allowed. 
if we have structure, we must abide by that structure. They are the yeah. laws of the show. Well, because then if we don't abide by laws, the structure that we have How in civil civilization, the there then there is chaos. Absolutely. If we set conventions, we must follow them. We're reviewing a Netflix television show uh, entirely done in German. No, you do not need to watch it dubbed, Mac. That's That was the mistake. You can watch it subtitled, which is what I did. Mm -hmm. It is a show called Dark. There are three seasons of Dark. We watched the first one. I watched it for the first time. Mac watched it for the second time. Second, yep. And it is a show about a small town in Germany called Vinden. And there, uh, it's not really much of a spoiler. It's kind of like the linchpin of the show. But there is there's time travel on uh, different timeline, not timeline, excuse me, but there is time travel, paradoxical events involved, and um, how this town is sort of breathing and living throughout these like eight days uh, in November uh, or so, I believe. And uh, in 2019, in 1986, and in 1953. And uh, yeah, that's kind of it. And then, but but the biggest thing about it is how paradoxical it all gets and how everything is intricately related and how many secrets everybody in this town has. Yeah. Mac. Now, we, we want to make sure on the front end, though, oh, that yeah. before we start the rest of this episode, that we make it clear that because so much of the show is uh plot points it's not as much um like uh d developing character and feeling things it's more Ooh. plot points because of that okay um yes there are going to be so many spoilers yeah that that's just a, a well that's just the nature this. so yeah. so then I more like, than other episodes I yes mean. i want to like immediately sort of like qualify that a little bit more by saying that how it felt like the show was written was they put all the plot points first on the board. Yeah. And not only just like the plot points for like just the story in general, but also how the characters interact with one another per se. So I guess like a really big example is how like Ulrich from 2019 is the one to beat the shit out of Helga uh, in 1953. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so like then after they figure out all those plot points – that's when they start filling in those characters and filling them with life. And I think you can kind of see, see it here and there of like, oh, there's like not really a lot to this character. Like you really right. see it with uh, the Tiedemann family, primarily with Alexander and yeah. Bartas and, yeah. and a little bit of Regina uh, in 2019. But like that, that that's the thing that we sort of uh, experience from that. I think that's a fair thing to say when it comes to this show and I think this show is really, really well done, and I think the acting is superb, and I actually find the characters to be very engrossing for the most part. But I just want to get that on the front end yeah. as well. But, Mac, I wanted to talk about also, why did you pick this show? What was it about this show that you really wanted to bring to the table, and uh -huh. how is it different from other television shows that you have experienced? Why, why was this the one? This was the one because uh, it is maybe one of the most impressive shows in mm -hmm. terms of just the sheer quantity of questions that it uh, that it forces the audience to have yeah. and how effectively they're able to answer all of those. Questions in regard to the plot or questions in plot. regard to like thematically? Okay. Plot. So yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, in, in terms of like questions on the world and because I, I, I don't think that they're – really has been a time, at least in my viewing experience, you can uh, uh, chime in with yours if you'd like. 
in my viewing experience, there were definitely no times where I was relating this to the real world or trying to make any real world applications or there wasn't really much self-reflection that was done in this series. A lot of it was escapism for me, um, but not necessarily just in that, oh, wow, this this world is beautiful and I just want to live in this world with these characters for a while. It's, it's, it's less that and it's more me desperately trying every minute of the entire freaking show to figure out what exactly is happening. Yeah, I mean, I told you before we started recording where... Thank you, Mac, for sharing with us that you got an email. I really appreciate that. That has to be a penalty. Like, that has to be. Well, we didn't put it on the freaking list. We'll we can it put slide. it on the list. All right, we'll put it on the list. It won't count this time. But now we know. But now we know that's definitely a penalty if mm-hmm. your phone or computer. Tr- okay, and that's actually true because there are definitely times when we get calls and, and it's yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it, yes. Point being. Um, I completely forgot what I was going to say. Got Damn, completely... I am so sorry. You... Um, no, I, I just remembered. The plot points. I and just remembered. I mean, yes. Yeah. How you were uh, consistently trying to figure out aspects of the show as yeah. opposed to just like thematically letting it unravel. And I was telling you before we uh, started recording that my notes, folks, my notes are not necessarily for the most part notes about like the actual quality of the show. My notes... I would say 90% of them are just me like trying to figure out what the hell has happened. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I just wrote things like, is Nickel Jonas's dad? I wait. Oh my God. Wait, I really nailed that at the beginning. Wow. Uh, uh, Good and for then, you. And then I, my very first note that I wrote down was, is Mads the dead boy? Uh, and I was correct. You're right. Um, bridge between past and present. Doppler effect. That one I wrote down because it's a family called Dopplers. Doppler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was that was just unrelated. Also uh, stuff like that. Some extremely biblical names, which we will we'll get into. I mean, yeah, there was a character named Noah, and he was trying to build an ark. Quote end quote. Yeah. You know that one. For, but, a passage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I guess yeah. The the um form of transportation from one to the next. Right. right. Exactly. Um. Yeah, and and. I will say, and I talked to my dad about this because actually my dad and sister were the ones that got me into the show in the first place, right? right. Uh, and it was because they were also so impressed with the way that uh, the show was clearly storyboarded before they started, right? Yeah. We were th- we were talking about how, well, the first two of three seasons in this show are, they had to know exactly what was happening from beginning yeah. to end before they even wrote the first word on a yeah. script. Yes, and, and it's very clear also how, um, without even seeing the second season yet, how much the first season depends on the second season, purely because of how the first season ends. It doesn't really feel like it's f- the first season is its own like cohesive thematic story. Yeah. It's, it has its own story, of course, but like h- how um, sort of like in the void uh, the, the first season ends with Jonas uh, in the future. Spoiler. Uh, it very clearly needs the second season to continue the story. Right, right. Which well, is yeah, and, and, and that's really nice. like um Honestly, I didn't feel like the end of the first season was much of a cliffhanger because it wasn't any more of a cliffhanger than any other episode. But I would not call the end of the first season a resolution. Right, it, exactly. The, the, what I'm saying is that um I think what's so smart about the end of the first season is that the realization... Or the the big uh, climax of season one isn't any crazier than any other episode. So me going from season one to season two is just a no brainer. It, right. It's almost in my mind, 
it's almost like, now having seen all three seasons in my mind, the first and second seasons are one season. Like I, I, I don't yeah. really like slice those two seasons as separate yeah. things. Well, and, and I think the big thing for me, uh, I like this show immensely. The more removed, you do good. Thank you. Well, but the more removed I am from it, the more I enjoy it. Uh-huh. Right after I finished the final episode of the first season, I was disappointed because there was no resolution. I see. You know, there it didn't feel like the first season was being tied up right. necessarily. Right. That what it was. You see how I did that? That was I cleared, good. That was a I good. Away from the microphone. Yeah. I am a pro. But and, and that was that was my biggest gripe for the first season <laughs> that it didn't feel like it was trying to tell its own story. It felt like the entire first season uh-huh. was a setup. For whatever the second and the third season is, yes, going to. And, and, and that's my biggest gripe uh-huh. with the show that it what we were getting all the payoffs for the the plot wise payoffs of like Mickle being Jonas's dad, yep. of the stranger actually being Jonas from the future, um, et cetera, et cetera. All those payoffs had to do in and of itself because yeah. all it was paying off for was the. We haven't even explained it. The trifecta sort of uh, uh, timeline that they're working with. So the show approaches time travel as not necessarily a beginning and an end, but rather a sort of triangle where uh, the it you can go to the past and to the future from the present in a way. But so that, like the idea yeah. of it is that it began in 1986. And you can go back to 1953 and you can go forward to 2019 and all of it is intricately right. related. Yeah, so rather than so rather than thinking of time as moving on one timeline. Right. Um, and there being 1986, there or not, 1986 in the middle, I suppose, uh, 1953 over here and then 2019 over here. Yeah. Think of them more as three separate things running on top of yeah. each other. And they literally use the, the Celtic knot. As yeah. like the image for that, which is like the perfect image to yeah. use. Which, which as that well. which that knot is rendered um, uh, somewhat pointless by the end of season one, the very last moment of season one, because yes. then you realize that the Jonas not was teleported three. into the future. Yeah. Um, so so the whole idea of the three has now been it's just dissipated. And when I say the future, I mean uh, twenty fifty two. Fifty two. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but. The thing was is that because the entire first season, except for that very last moment, was just focused on that, let's just call it the Celtic knot uh-huh. of those three timelines, it, everything that was payoff was just payoff to further reinforce that there is no choice, uh-huh. that choice is an illusion. And so the question that you're asking yourself the entire show is – are they actually making choices or is this just how it's always going to be, right? Yep. Which because, of course, then you get into really tricky territory when you're writing characters because you're like, you really have to make this make sense for the characters. Um, and if not, your audience is out, right? Because then you're thinking, oh, this character would not do this. That only happened a couple of times and we can get into that a little bit later if you yeah. really want to. But that, I, I guess I was bothered because of how that was structured, everything was paying off towards that knot. Uh-huh. There was no resolution. And so then it felt like the central takeaway or the theme of the first season was, 
oh, there is no such thing as choice. And I don't know if it's because, like, I disagree with it or because there was no resolution or it's just, like, not... It's kind of lazy thematic storytelling. I was, I was really turned off uh-huh. by that. But by just the the idea that no matter what anyone did, it was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And well, and and doubly so when towards the very end, instead of us having the discovery of like, oh, Jonas from the future was actually the one that started all this when he was trying to end it. Yes, that's a paradox. They address that. Yeah. Um, and they just kind of accept paradoxes because you you have to. Right. In a way, in right. the structure for this, right? Well, like also, once, it kind of gets those you writers excited. accepted paradoxes, then they were like, oh, wow, this entire thing just blew open. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and as an audience member, whenever you, whenever you are given a paradox, because you trust them so much and you've learned to trust the writers so much, oh, like over the course of the series, yeah. you are less like, oh, that's weird and that doesn't make any sense. But you're kind of excited because you're like, oh. I am excited to see what the explanation for this is going to be. Yeah. Um, it, like, like I said earlier, like it just keeps offering you so many questions and you get excited because you're like, I know that I'm going to get answers because they're really, really, I'm not going to say like brilliant writers, but definitely effective writers. Yes. Efficient. Efficient. Yes. Um, but Machines. I was also largely bothered by the fact that instead of us having that discovery of later Jonas making that, um, we just had Noah tell us Noah's like the main antagonist who we don't really know at this point what he's doing or why he's doing like why he's trying to make a time traveling thing like mm-hmm. we did like it really feels like Noah is an antagonistic force that just isn't explored and I would much rather them not have Noah be present at all or just have Noah be a hundred percent ten times more present because it just felt like oh this is just something that was shoehorned in to have a villain to to cause all the events to transpire in the first place. That's what it felt like to me. Uh-huh. I'm, but like, I'm sure it's explored a lot more in later seasons. Yeah. My gripe is it wasn't explored the way that I think it should have been for this season. Okay. Yeah. So, so I think this is, this was the pro go ahead. I just remembered. But, but also Noah says that what Jonas later future Jonas is about to do isn't going to work instead of us making that discovery. Sorry, that took me five minutes just to say that one sentence, but it was like, this is a great time that you can show and not tell. And instead you decide to tell really lazily. That's kind of lame. Sure. But it actually like for me, that actually gets me kind of excited because then I'm like, okay, well in the mindset of Jonas, then, uh, I'm sure that he is now going to try to not do the thing that he was planning on doing, do something different, and now his in, now his decision has been changed by the fact that someone told him from the future that what he's about to try is not going to work. Does it make any sense? No, because Noah was talking to Bartus. Oh, yes, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Sorry. Well, uh, another thing that I need to make clear in this episode is that— It was that- so unexplored during this season. He's just kind of there. Yeah, that's my least favorite character. Um, <laughs> flat out least favorite character. Easily. Easily. Um, At least Alexander has interesting eyes. <laughs> the, yeah. the 2019 Alexander. I was about to ask which, which 1986 version of Alexander. Alexander. Yeah. Um, Impeccable casting. Oh, isn't it so cool? Okay, it's, it's I'm not going to lie, it's some of the best casting you'll ever see. It's funny that well, we because watch... they, they're all playing the same character, but yeah. they need to be yeah. separate actors. It's just... Because it's really the only smart. time it doesn't work is uh, both versions of Regina. 
But I mean, we're talking like both versions of yeah. Ulrich look so. Mu- I mean, well, I'm, I'm we're talking like resemblance yes. and sort of like intonations wise. Both versions of Ulrich so insanely yeah. spot on. Yeah, it's it, if you told me that they were related, like yeah, 2019 Ulrich is um the actor is the father of 1986 Ulrich. I would believe you honestly. Funny enough, I'm sorry that I've derailed no. you 20 times. Please keep going. Funny enough, I actually think that my least favorite, my least favorite uh, casting, was um, I oh, I guess we would call it 2052 Jonas. Sure. Uh, slightly older Jonas, 33 years older than main character Jonas. Correct. Love this. Um, because yeah, because uh, yeah, full beard because he isn't. Uh, there's there's a couple there's quite a few things that that Jonas does that is just so contradictory to younger Jonas, and I'm sure that like that that is taking into consideration that like Jonas does change over time, but and and all these characters change over time, but to to change that much I think is taking us too far away from what we what the story is telling us about Jonas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but like you can't. Are you saying? I'm so sorry. Are you saying that? He's, he doesn't resemble Jonas enough? For me, I think that... Uh, because if he did, then no, we would know, like, a lot sooner, you know? Uh-huh. I mean, like, it, uh, I was just doing the math, and I was able to figure out that the stranger is Jonas from the future. Quite a bit, right. But, like, if you're not doing the math, yeah, then you shouldn't f- really figure it out until much closer to the end. No, it, it's less about that. It, it, it's less about, like you're being able to know that it's him and it's less about the way they look. It's more like the portrayals of both Jonah's in they my look mind. Unrelated. They look unrelated. They look are, yeah, a little disjointed. Completely different people as opposed yes, to like yes. different actors, but the and same so, like, character. For instance, we, we can tell that there is a 33 year difference between the two Ulrichs and yeah. that he has changed a little bit, but at their core, Ulrich is Ulrich. Yes. At their core, Katarina is Katarina. Katarina, exactly. At their core, Hannah is Hannah. Big time. And oh, love the character of Hannah. Yeah. But awful person. Awful person. So fascinating, though. Yeah. Um, but at their core, Jonas, I think they're a little different, a little too different for me. Um, okay. So there, there's that. But also, I, I wanted to ask you were there any moments in this first season? And I'm going to tell you there will be in the second season. But are were there any moments in this first season that you had to pause to mentally catch up with what was happening? I don't think so. Uh-huh. And I think that's primarily because I had this notepad right in front of me the entire right, time that right. I should you have been using. You literally could take notes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so anytime I had like a thought that was like could be. I, that felt like I was on the right path uh-huh. towards it was something. Easily, easily organized. Yeah. Uh-huh. That I just wrote down Gretchen in all caps, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then I, I figured out that the present is 1986, right? And so, yeah, it's it's just like, it's just stuff like that. Yeah, I yeah. even wrote down as a stranger Jonas. You I know? will say, because th- they do this several times in the show, and I appreciate this like a motherfucker. The uh, Grandpa had bloody sweater. 
Tronta. It's Tronta. <laughs> right, right. Tronta had a bloody sweater. Yeah. I couldn't figure it out until the end. It looked like, hold on, there was a really fast. I just, I thought Tronta killed Mickle for a second because Tronta looked like he had a sweater that looked like it was from Mickle. And because there was a picture of Mickle that looked oh, like yeah. he had the same sweater and there was blood on that sweater. So I was very confused. No, I guess it was just the sweater that Tronta was wearing, anyways. Sorry, continue. I never even thought about that. The, um, uh, they keep showing you a wall because there are two characters in the series that have this like web yeah. of like all the names of everyone and like they're keeping track of yeah. the families, right? Because this whole entire story centers around just a few families. And there are these huge family trees that you can see from generation to generation. Whenever they show you quick glances of that wall, that's where I pause and will like read every name and look at every picture just to be like, do I know that person yet? Yes. Okay. And this person well, is this. Is, and this person is this. The thing is, I um, I did okay. I did do something like that. Now that you mention it, I looked at the cast list on IMDb. Uh huh. I did not do it for like the entire show because Good. then I knew. I was about to say yeah. Well, because be then I knew that I could potentially. Huge spoilers. I hit the microphone. <gasps> That's plus one for me. Ding. I'll write down. It's fine. And um, I, well, yeah, sure. Write it down if you'd like, but. So I knew that I could potentially spoil myself just by names uh, if I looked at just the general show on IMDb. So then I just, you know, selected an episode in the first season. And the only time, it, like, because it, it helped because I was just, because it was just a lot of names being thrown at you really quickly. So I was just like, I just need to tie names to faces. I just need, like, that second right not necessarily a second to catch up plot wise it was a second of like who the fuck are these people and how are they related yeah yeah, yeah. that's what it was that makes sense i figured out i think before i was supposed to that mickle is jonas's dad like for pretty confidently just by oh there's mickle there's a character named michael that's strange right it felt it was like too much of a coincidence yes that makes for me to like yeah kind of not notice so that was the only time like it backfired and i felt kind of upset because i was just like i feel like this shouldn't have backfired but it totally did yeah right right right. um that's what it is and and to to address your earlier point about the way the uh the the way that season one feels like it's just uh, there to set up season two and And season one is a giant puzzle Yes, true. But, uh, I, I think what might be a small downfall of the writing and setup of the show mm. is that they take a little too seriously the three-act structure. So because they because there are three seasons, it's very, very clearly inciting incident, turning point, I see. climax. I see. And so really all of season one, no matter how exciting, which we can agree, season one was exciting. And it's... And they I do mean, a for good the most job. part, for the most part, really, really well done. It really was. But the problem is that they can't get away from the fact that season was season one is at the end of the day exposition leading up to inciting incident. Yeah. Inciting incident being there, I mean, there are even one. some moments of that of like I think the biggest one I mean, there are some like unexplored plot points, which I'm like, shit, you can't have that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like the biggest one to me was Hannah calls Alexander. She knows that Alexander is not actually Alexander. He's this like criminal from a long time ago uh, and has like a different identity and like uses that as blackmail because he is currently the CEO of like a nuclear corporation that basically powers the town of Vinden. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, because she's upset and bitter, uh, I want you to take down Ulrich. 
And that's just not explored at all. Yeah. That just doesn't happen. I don't know if it's even going to happen because there's just a giant black hole over the city. Whatever. But... <laughs> well, also... Um... The but it was like that was mentioned, and it happen. was like it was like nothing was explored in that. Project. Ulrich, uh, yeah, and and then and then Ulrich goes back, and so you're like, I. So is anything gonna happen to him now? Like, is yeah. he gonna come back? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a big. I don't know. And honestly, yeah. I, I would say that uh, Bartosh is is probably my least favorite character, followed very closely by Alexander. Well, because them two, and then also I don't even know their name and I'm, I'm uh, I don't know what pronoun to use so I'm just gonna say there but the uh sex worker that lives yeah. in that trailer it felt like for the most part all three of them in varying degrees just felt like plot devices to yes. progress a story yeah as opposed to like actually being characters yes okay I, I actually have some comments on that but okay. I would like to address those when we come back from a word from our sponsor that was fast I know All right, and welcome back. Sorry, I'm never going to do that again. I'm... Don't worry, I'm never going to do that again. Danny, don't you worry. Don't you worry. I want to start this one off with, um, I so greatly apologize to our listeners that we got so excited by our new uh, penalty rules and games and, and a sleeper pick and all that stuff that we forgot to mention one of the most important milestones that we have uh, that, that that we have in this show's history, and that is that this is our fiftieth episode, Danny. Yeah, we kind of forgot about that, Danny. This is our fiftieth episode. That's if we count like the uh, remember the Titans episode that we released as our first episode, but then we uh, deleted it. But good thing we uh, uploaded another remember the Titans episode. But regardless, True. like if we're counting that as number one, then this is indeed Mac. Our 50th episode. 50th episode. Danny, congrats. Congratulations, my friend. You better put Excellent some... work. Oh, I don't think we've ever shown the handshake on the show. Well, no. Oh. No. Well, I mean... Oh, and for... it might have been behind the globe just then, so I don't think people even saw that. It's just our little thing. Yeah, no one ever Okay, hold on. Stop. This. Time out. Time out. Time what? out. For the audio listeners, because Christ, I have to... Always have to play defense around That's you. true. That's for true. For the audio... <laughs> yeah. For the audio listeners, Mac and I just did our handshake that we've been doing for years... Uh, we did it in front of the camera. However, it looked like our handshake was behind a globe that right. we use in our set, quote, end quote. Uh, so, yeah, that is was what Was the occurred. set put in quotes, you mean? Uh, yeah, because I would hardly call this a set. This is my living room. I think this is a set. We I think, set it up. I think that globe is as much of a set as You it wanted could be. to talk about uh, Bartos. <laughs> I, I, I'm not entirely sure of the pronunciation. No, so yeah, forgive so, um, us if we butcher them. Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, at least uh, I heard these pronunciations all in German, yeah, so that's sure, all I'm sure. going off of. Um, I I was under the impression that it uh, was Bartosh. Did you watch this dubbed? I I watched season uh I, I watched season one seasons one and two dubbed, and then I watched uh season three subbed. Okay, and then when you rewatched it, I wa- rewatched it in uh subbed. Okay, before we continue, yeah. the ca- uh the characters conversation about those three um how did that compare um it honestly was way harder to follow subbed um, really re- for me reading it was more difficult sure yeah like the uh um i think that's partially because just like the way that i watch stuff and because this was like a uh a, a more time-consuming piece because it's like a full-length series it i had to watch it 
not while doing other things, but I had to watch it like while my mind was like coming down off of work or things like that. Sure. And hearing it said while I'm watching it in English is is a lot easier for my brain to keep up with. Totally you know fair. I mean? like totally if I was fair. And that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But I will say, and I will say this, the, uh, the, uh, dub for this show is much better than most dub that I've seen. That's very It good. was really impressive. That's really good. Because it's a lot trickier when you are doing it off of other human performances as opposed yeah. to an animation. It, entirely different beast. Oh, yeah. So it's, and at first, it was a little cringy, but then you, you definitely get used to it. That's neat. That's yeah. cool. I yeah. like that. That's awesome. And they definitely had their own performances, which was yeah. really cool. And with that the being breath said... Work of Hannah. Whoever dubbed Hannah, I have no idea. Awesome job. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I just want to <laughs> try to make a point there. before we end the episode to find to find Hannah. Let me see if I can find the, the especially since like you cast. you are you don't have to worry about getting into spoiler territory that you can True. do that you know with, in peace. Um, <laughs> but but even though because I understand I, it makes perfect sense that it was a little bit difficult more difficult rather to follow when it is sub because you're reading the entire time. Totally fair. Um, with that being said, I don't know German, obviously. But from what I could tell, the sort of like language adaption mm-hmm. was really well done. It also helps that like English is a Germanic language. Yeah. And so there are a good amount of times that you're literally just hearing a word that you're like, oh, I know that word. It's the same word in English. You know, it's stuff like that. Um, but as well as I remember like hearing... I'm, we're bringing this back to Squid Games, but I, I I remember hearing some stuff about Squid Games, how it's like the translation and the adaption. It doesn't like make sense for like the stakes yeah. of the character in that moment and right. just felt kind of corny, the lines that were provided through subtitles. Uh, I never had that thought experience here. I thought um, each character's language was provided very clearly and very well through the subtitles. Uh, Mac, do you have anything to report or do yes. I need to filibuster a little bit no, longer? No, 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 This is very interesting. The uh, the voice actress that, or actor, I suppose, um, that did uh, the Hannah Conwald that I'm referring to, which is... Uh, which is the 2019 Hannah Conwald? Which is the 2019 uh, Hannah yes, Conwald. because we see Hannah as like a 14-year-old girl in 1986, and then we see her as a mother to Jonas, an adult woman uh, in 2019. Uh-huh. Um, the, I'm actually really glad you said that because I totally misread and saw, uh, uh, a, do I need a, a filibuster? Different... Do I need a filibuster? Um, you might, yes. Okay. Yeah, so, um, but with all that being said, uh, I'll, I will start tying this back to those three characters. Those three characters are really unexplored when I'm saying three characters. I mean, Alexander Bartosh, I believe. And, um, the sex worker. Yes, Mac. We're back to him. Oh, I'm worried that I'm going to get a fine for mispronunciation, but you don't know the, the correct Well, I mean, no, but I'm but it's not like Billy Donovan to Billy Corbin. Sure, sure, sure. If you're Shani? actively trying to pronounce pronounce a name that you don't, you're not entirely sure. Uh-huh. And I can't correct you, fine. Shawnee Atias. All right. That's the best. Like I got. as long as you get it out there that yeah. I don't know how to pronounce this name, you're fine. The, but these these are things that I did not know. The same person that played 1986 Hannah Conwald and 2019 Martha Nielsen, same voice actress. Nice work. Same guy that uh, did uh, 1953 Egon uh-huh. and Michael Conwald from 2019, 
same dude. I mean, which are only like two lines from Michael, so that's not well, really yeah. you know. But I mean, thing. either way, that's just that's just weird. There, there's a lot of yes, double ups. Well, that uh, but that anyway. is that is a common thing for a lot of projects that, that involve sure. dubbing. It's just like, oh, you have we like have this like kind of a range? company of voice yeah. actors that we're just gonna. It's so in. much easier that way, especially sure. when like doubly so when you have two characters that are not like in the same space. It's a lot easy to get away with. Yeah. Um, I was about to tie it to a story that's completely unrelated and oh, a little right. bit narcissistic. So I'm not going no, to why do not? that. I okay. like your stories, Danny. Narcissism. Okay, fine. Oh, really fast. Okay, there is a Dynasty Warriors game that had a completely different voice cast. It was Dynasty Warriors 9. It was very poorly voiced over, and it was, I think, a new voice direction team, and they didn't really know the structure of the characters. At one point, there was an actor who was cast for uh, two characters who are basically like best friends, meaning they're next to each other like the entire time, which would not have worked. Um... Unless he had a ridiculous amount of range, which I'll tell you, nobody did. And which is fine, it happens, but like they just should not have been cast for that. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, so that's just an example of like, you want to avoid that. You want to have, excuse me, you want to not have one actor play two characters that are constantly next to each In other because way. you're going to hear it. It's going to look like a mirror. Um, do we want to begin to finally tie it back to these three characters that we wanted to talk about? Um, Bartosh, Bartosh Alexander, Alexander, and the sex worker. Yes. Um, because they felt like plot devices. They uh-huh. felt like unexplored characters. They only felt yeah, right, there right. Uh, in the service of other characters. Yeah. Right? But I felt like Bartosh was only there to um to have Noah have somebody to talk to, to have, you know, his grandmother have someone to talk to. Yeah. In order to sort of create that wedge in between uh Jonas and Martha. Right. Like, it's it, stuff it's like that, right? Annoying. I, I agree Bartosz and Alexander are annoying, but the sex worker, I will say, is kind of an especial example for me because there are several um, several examples throughout this entire series of characters that really would be just, like, one-off plot devices in any other series, but I've actually been extremely, extremely impressed with how Dark has been able to give very full scenes to uh, side characters. Yeah. I There's literally not a part, and this is exactly what I told my dad and my sister, there is not a single part in the show that I wouldn't be very excited to play. That's fair. That's fair. I think it's very different from The Wire, right? When you have yeah. something like The Wire that even though those are meaty scenes, those meaty scenes are only like 30 seconds long. They're really yeah. short snippets that even though there's a lot of character and a lot of life yep. in those scenes, very short. The issue that I'm having is that I think the scenes are great, right? But it's like, it's sort of how those characters serve the story. And I feel like they're only there to serve the story as opposed to they have a role in this town. They're living this life, right? I think that's generally unexplored where comparing it to something dark, the show, comparing it to something like Broadchurch, for example, primarily the first season, it felt like much more of like, a living, breathing town that had people in it, you know, and these people serve a role in this town and in this community and are actively affecting one another. That that example doesn't apply as much to Alexander because everyone is always keeping Alexander in mind because of the nuclear plant. But yeah, um, but I think that was something that was really well done by Broadchurch that wasn't as well done in. Uh, dark because of having 
more characters sort of serve the story. And then it's also Dark is primarily mostly about like three families. Yeah. It's about this town, but really it's about these like three families mm-hmm. and how they're sort of interconnected in this town. Which you were saying you had a little bit of a problem with. I, I do a little bit, right? Because because then it makes the setting feel a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. You know, it's already a small town, which is great. I am a sucker for small town settings because it's just naturally drama is hyped up a lot more. Yeah. Because everyone knows like, each other. Everybody knows each other and everybody knows each other's crap. And so it's hard for stakes not to be naturally a little bit higher, right? Yeah. But then because of the entire time travel nature of it and how much the writers wanted everything to sort of be interconnected and interplaying with one another and overlapping with each other, right? Then you're only going to really have like three families that are actual players in this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, like the fact that like how much the Conwald family is so deeply related with uh Ulrich's family, uh-huh. the the uh, Nielsen's, I believe their names are, uh, how deeply related they are. But then the issue then is that you don't have a lot of characters outside of those families. And as for those characters, they're they aren't really explored, right? Outside of outside of the Nielsen's, Conwalds, Dopplers, and Tiedemans, mm-hmm. you don't really have anybody else, period, except for what? Noah? And and the sex worker, yeah. Like who is there's not. Yeah, I can't a really lot. think of other examples from season one. There's it's, it's just those families, yes, yeah. right. And so that's that's a little bit of the frustrating part for me. I understand like that's just kind of the nature of it because if because if you're gonna have all this interconnectedness, then like it has to be about these families. Yeah, right? I, I think that so. Yeah, so the uh, the whole idea of um the, the, the fact that they're trying to keep the themes of the story within this box of generation yeah. or keeping it generational, I think is probably a, a good idea. Yes. As well as um, if we're reminding ourselves that season one is mostly exposition, yeah. then it does make sense why they had to keep it so tight within this yes. thing. But I think the the one way in which, because I agree with you, the whole family thing is, is, is tough for me as well. The one thing that really... Uh, defies that comment though i think mm. is that the further or the longer the show goes on yeah the more um because technically uh J- jonas's dad is a nielsen yeah um i think because of that uh the longer the show goes on the further and further jonas gets away from the families Okay. So it's less about like so there are all these there's these four families, but then Jonas is kind of like an independent party. Sure, I understand that. Talk about the first season. No, no, I, you're right. But, but I'm saying even Matt, we're talking about the first. No, no, <laughs> even in the first season though, the Jonas. The of the Goblet of Fire. Whoa, wait. The, I think even in the first season they're starting to do that though. Okay. Um, like I think even in the first season Jonas says something along the lines of like, uh, I um I I ooh what do you say? It's something along the lines of like, I wish that. Um, I, I feel like I'm the one that yeah. is at the center of this. Like, if yeah. I wasn't here, then everything would be okay. He's in the dark. <laughs> Play the Seinfeld. Boo. Um, but, 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 but the problem that I have, also partially with that, is how the show is framed, right? 
that the show wants to present that it's so much about this town. Yeah. When what it's actually about is like these three families. I That's see. part of it sure. too, right? I don't necessarily. I should have got this out better on the front end. I realized that. My oh, eye patch guy. I. What? What was your joke? Eye patch guy. Eye patch guy is another one of the characters. Eye patch guy. Yeah. That from the police station. Oh, that's right. Eye patch guy. Yeah. Which we okay. Uh, which, Jesus Christ! You need like. I which he may was I there. say is another example of another Alexander. Uh, plot that was opened and is so far from ever like they never talked about it ever again. Him having an eye injury. Him having an eye injury. injury I mean, I'm totally him, fine with him having an eye injury no, and no. having that just be a given circumstance. Right, but but specifically him like having some sort of former relationship with or like wanting to like give information to Alexander. Sure. It's yeah, like, I mean, why is that happening? And then it never said. Yeah. Well, I mean, that one I'll let a little bit more like slide a little bit more. Hell, I mean. I even think something like like Ulrich's uh, and Katarina's oldest son, Magnus, and, yeah. and and Francisca, who was the daughter of the police captain. Quote, I'm not sure. Yes, what, I think she yeah. is. Um, like those are also like more unexplored characters that you would think would be a lot more like affected and like at play with the going ons, but like they just felt so much to the side yeah. because they weren't really intrinsically related to the main plot yeah which was time fuckery uh <laughs> that it felt like they were just cast aside yeah time you know? fuckery i like that yeah it, it is a bunch of time fuckery but really but is. i mean so but I will, what i should have said was i'm fine with the show really just being about i said three it's actually four four families yeah right i'm fine with that it, but it's just the framing of it, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, we want to believe that this show is about Vinden. It's not about Vinden. It's about these four families and how they got fucked yeah. by this time conundrum. Yeah. Right? Uh, I guess I guess that's the biggest thing. And so then when you finish the first season, you're like, this whole thing, like not the whole thing, but there are plenty of avenues and streets that feel unexplored. I'm supposed to believe that this is a living, breathing town, and I saw very little of it because of how much it focused on the families and on the time stuff, which is fine because you want a tight story, but then it goes back to the framing of it all. Right. Um, For you, I I guess I have two questions here. Um, One, did you have any gold medal performances? And two, uh, what character, if any, would you want to take a stab at? Okay. I don't like getting into the uh, me wanting to get a stab at as characters. I don't know why. As I get older, I'm like, I'm not... I'm like, interested I will, in putting myself in that. Well, but like, what I'm more interested in is like whatever role I am given as opposed to me going after a role. Interesting, okay. I, that, I mean, but that's just my POV and that's just like for me to like keep myself like humble i guess or not necessarily humble but not like spiteful or anything like i want your role you know like i want that trying to view every every role as equally interesting so that you're not yeah hopes up for things yeah i mean i did a show recently and i was convinced for the long time i was not the main character and finally in the middle of like performances i'm like wait a second I'm in a lot of the show. Am I the main character? Like, right, it, right. like something like that, right? right. It, a little bit unrelated, but related 
tangentially. Huh. Um, so I, the I, very large non-answer. I don't like getting into that because it's kind of pointless. Okay, I mean, I guess re- like rephrase. somebody my age, like I guess like Jonas has a lot of meat to the bone. Rephrase, you know. Um, which character do you think is uh the most interesting written character? So I guess what is uh, what is your gold medal performance and what is your gold medal character? Uh this character and performance is oh, both. one of the same. Oh, can I guess what it is? Sure. Is it the older Ulrich Nielsen? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Th- th- yeah. Th- that's right up your alley. So, so that's very um, you. Assuming that I am pronouncing this correctly, Oliver Masucci, uh, who plays Italian, right? I don't know. He, he's Italian. Go ahead. You can say that for certain. For certain. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 No. No. Call me out. Try it, please. <laughs> I. I absolutely fucking dare you. Please. Put me. Put a point on me. Who looks a little bit like Mads Mikkelsen? Uh, yeah. Okay. Ma- anyways. Mads. Who's I'm that? not. Oh, I'm not yes. gonna play this game. He was in Doctor Strange. He was uh, Hannibal Lecter in a TV show. Oh, got it. Okay, uh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, there we go. And um, <laughs> Oliver Masucci plays 2019 Ulrich. Uncanny resemblance to the kid who plays 1983 Ulrich as well. Yeah. Excuse me, 1986 Ulrich. Awesome. Um, I think his arc of the show is the easily the most well explored. The most interesting, the most fun to watch. There was never a moment during the show where I'm like, oh, it's Ulrich, he's on screen. No, yeah. I was so glad. He outperforms, not to say like other people are performing poorly, but he's doing so well that he outperforms a lot of people that he is on screen with. Yeah. And we're talking about this journey of like this humble dad that has a bunch of secrets and how he it's what it is for me. It's the physical manifestation of these secrets being explored, right? So it's the physical manifestation of his son disappearing. It's the physical man- manifestation of like, but then there's this other kid in the forest, and then him figuring out, oh my god, this other kid is actually my brother from 33 years ago that yeah, was right. teleported to now, and then the physical manifestation of figuring out, oh, Helga Doppler actually 33 years ago kidnapped these kids, and then he goes, Ulrich goes back in time to 1953. Physical manifestation of finding Helga Doppler when he is like twelve. Yeah, and it's like if I kill him, yeah, I can stop this. Takes the rock. It's the entire exploration of that that is just a treat to watch. I wish it's hard to say because he's such an emotional. I hit the microphone. It's such an emotional fury that. I wish he would have put together, wait a second, I'm giving him the same scar that Helga has in the future. Huh! You know? Yep. But uh, with that being said, and he doesn't, you know, confirm the kill. Rookie mistake. Whenever you kill someone, I you got to confirm the kill. Have you never seen Zombieland? Have you never just, like, killed a cockroach? Like, you got to confirm the kill. Confirm the kill. You know? Poke around a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, like, it, check the it pulse. It is so bothersome that somehow, after beating him, like, 20 times the rock it that was not the death yeah i mean i, I mean i i yeah. will let that slide i will not let slide ulrich not confirming the kill rookie mistake true uh what i will also not let slide is uh just older jonas th- logically thinking oh if i just blow up this device in here that'll work even though older jonas would definitely know anything that would break the cycle would break the cycle something as simple as jonas meeting Mikkel in, in 1983, right, to, to pick him back up in order to prevent, like, Jonas from being born. Like, that's fine because it breaks the cycle. Yeah. Whatever. 
Uh, well, but older Jonas is a dumbass. Here's what I'm trying to say: is that and Ulrich is fantastic. You right there, I think, is why this show is able to stay afloat because you were talking about how the uh, the most frustrating part is that um, that the theme is telling you that no matter what anyone does, everything's going to be the exact same. Right. Um, but so you need to you supply do? those choices that make sense for the characters so you never feel like, ah, this is writing bullshit. You right. have to. You have to because then you lose the audience immediately. Why would I want to watch something? Why would I want to watch a show where a bunch of characters do shit that doesn't make sense? Why would I want to watch that? Why right. would you want to watch it? Why would anybody want to watch that? That's boring as hell. But when you have these actions that are properly motivated for the characters that also play into ah, they're not actually making choices, that's a lot more interesting. Uh So then when a character does something that doesn't make sense, it's a lot more egregious because it feels like it's just for the sake of the plot. Sure, but uh, like... Which is very rare, but when... I mean, extremely rare for the show, which is impressive. Yeah. But when it happens, and it'll happen like once-ish, twice, it feels really dumb. Like, yeah. older Jonas is stopping Jonas from picking up Mikkel in 1983 because he won't be born. But if he wasn't born, then everything would fall back. Like, everything would be normal, theoretically, right? right? Why would older Jonas stop that? He has such a large stick up his ass to blow up this cave or something. Yeah. That it's like, it doesn't make sense. That even Jonas from 2019 is like, why won't you let me out? What are you doing? You're making no sense. You can stop this right now. And so, of course, then you have to have, I guess that is explored in later seasons. But it's frustrating to watch those characters' choices because that character's choices does not make sense right there and then. I see. That we're just supposed to believe that they don't make sense. It didn't feel like those characters' choices are properly motivated. And when the only sort of POV that we have for that character is that he's Jonas from the future and he has... uh marks from a noose which we presume he tried to kill himself with that's all we know about that Uh so when you have choices that are not properly motivated in the moment then it just feels like bullshit even if they're explained later on but like you got to be cohesive in some manner within the season you know the season has to be its own storytelling beat that if you lean too much on the future but it's it's the sort of thing of like Luckily, it wasn't, but what if this show was canceled after the first season? Then so many moments would just wouldn't make sense. Right, right, right. Well, but th- th- I think that's what I meant whenever I was talking about how that that's what makes the show so unique and so different from any other show I've ever seen yeah. is, that, uh, is that it offers so many more questions than any other show. Can a phone call? I mean, I mean, like... I am, and that's a fine. Um, now, uh... So yeah, now 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 it's up to yeah. Do get, you have a gold medal really Danny fast? Two Mac one. Um, do I have a gold medal real fast? I actually also won the two minute warning. Two minute warning. Whoa. Okay. Uh, I don't have a specific gold medal. If I was to give a gold medal, it would be to uh the the English yes. dubbed voice actor for Hannah. <laughs> okay. Um, because she did a very good job. But that, yeah. that that that's the only one that I actively thought of. There was nothing yeah. else that I. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really uh, brought to the table. Yeah. Now, uh, final thoughts on Dark. This was a, a, very, a very well done show. The The few mistakes or the few errors, I guess, are that occur in this season are pretty large because of just how the structure 
of everything is. I don't like the theme that it ended on. I don't think the season uh, necessarily, like, it's really, really well done, but um, because from what I've been told, how much it leans on that three-act structure, it feels like the entire se- first season is set up, which is kind of lame. Yeah. At the same time, the setup itself is immaculately done. It can be both. Um, so Dark is both absolutely brilliant and fantastic, and it's also disappointing at the end because there is no resolution, and I just feel like if you have a season of television, there's got to be some level of resolution at the end in some capacity. Mac? Um, I would say the exact same, but specifically that uh, you should not pay attention to the season ends or beginnings if you're going to watch this show. If you watch this show... Don't pay attention to when season one ends and season two begins. Just let the story take you and and uh, just strap in for the ride. Like, g- give up on trying to predict anything. Just let it happen. Danny, what are we watching next week? We're going to watch a comedy special that is actually on YouTube. Uh, it's a comedian from Australia named Randy Feltface. Uh, the special is called Purple Privilege. What's interesting about Randy Feltface? He's a puppet. <laughs>